0: Alrighty, alrighty. Well, welcome to the Hood Talks podcast. I am so excited for this episode um, because this is something that I am definitely passionate about as I do have a two-year-old and a six-month-old that will one day be in public school. But the topic of today's show is the school system is failing Black children. How do we, the community, support and continue to feed the creativity of our children? I have four awesome, excuse me, three awesome women here today, Um, and we're going to get into this discussion and we're going to talk about different things pertaining to the school system and all of that. Um, So I want to go ahead and thank you ladies for being here. I do want to give you guys the opportunity to introduce yourselves, because don't nobody know nobody like you know you. So whoever would like to go first, um, please just give us a brief introduction of who you are and what... If you support an organization, if you have a business, shout that out. Give out that information. Feel free. Whoever wants to go.
1: Again, my name is Shamil Bell. Especially, I want to begin because my sister used my computer and it says Kelly. So, for the record, my name is Shamil Bell, and I am a special education teacher for St. Louis Public School District and a student, well, just finished being a master's student at Finbine University. Um, I'm very passionate about education, I always have been. Um, I began as a daycare teacher when I was 13 and I haven't stopped teaching. I even considered going to medical school, but once I started tutoring and teaching, I realized the lack of um, encouragement for our students, the turnover rate, and I decided that my practice was to build my community in in education. OK, well, thank you for being here, Sharmel.
0: And I'm sure you're going to bring a lot to this conversation because um, we've talked personally, so I cannot wait. <laughs> um, whoever else want to go next, feel free. OK, I'll go next. Hello, I am Alice L. Wilson. I am the Youth Programs Coordinator for Beyond Housing, meaning I run all of our uh, youth programs, our after school program, our CDF Freedom Schools program. Um, I've been with the organization for the last um, 10 years, uh, working with children and volunteering in various aspects and and with other organizations. Uh, I'm also a resident of Jennings. I am uh, newly a candidate for uh, the first ward, city council in Jennings. So if you're in the first ward, uh, uh, go vote, go vote for me. (laughs) And I'm excited to, uh, to learn, really, uh, from the lovely ladies we have here and get some good conversation going oh, well, I am so glad you are here. I cannot wait. You are another gem in the community out here. So thank you, thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. So. And go ahead, Ribbon,
1: please.
0: Hi, I'm Ribbon Williams. I am a fifth grade teacher for St. Louis Public Schools and a doc student at Linda Wood University. I am also currently campaigning to be the next union president for local 420 for St. Louis Public Schools. Um, I am also a founding member of Expect Better STL. It is a platform designed to give public school educators and educators in general a uh, opportunity to be vocal about things that need to change in education system. And again, as what I've seen, you are a gem in the community. So I'm so glad that you uh, welcome my invitation to be here on the show. Um, so, ladies, again, thank you. Um, we can go ahead and get started. So I want to start off by kind of just going into um, the point, the part of the failing the school system, of the school system failing our children. What do you think is? Um, what do you think? Why do you think that is happening? Like what what are the reasons behind the school system failing our black children? And anybody at any time feel free to chime in. I can start. Sorry. Um, I think that the root of of the failure is the, the design of the system and the stagnation in general. It has kind of been in a place where it's not growing with the way the world grows. And so when there's a place for things to change and um, there are people who are vocal about change, they don't meet a mold, they don't fit into a mold and thus whatever it is that they have to bring to the table is not always accepted. So I think the failure comes from system, the system design in general. I, I I can agree to that. I definitely agree. Anybody else want to chime in on that, or I'm sorry, Charmelle. we can't hear you.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I um I thought I muted myself. Can you hear me now? Yep, I can hear you now. Yep. Okay. So I would like to say I believe there's a, a lack of basic needs in our community as a whole, and. When you uh, can't afford to pay your rent, don't know when you're going to eat and you're experiencing trauma, it's very difficult to um, focus on your education, even with the parents. And I've seen that personally in my own family, which I'm not proud to say, but if the parent can't keep a wolf over their head, they don't really care if their child is doing um, their homework because they're in survival mode. And that is not only just for, um, for the students and the parents, but even the educators, can't afford to take care of themselves. Um, I have had co-workers that put insurance on their check for their children and then they couldn't afford to pay their rent. Mm-hmm. And I think um, there's a disconnect between administration's pay and staff member's pay that actually work with the students. So the parents aren't getting what they need, the students aren't getting what they need, and um, the teachers aren't getting what they need. And so the whole system is literally failing and also, um, we don't even have the supplies. So as an educator, I, I plan to spend around a fourth of my income each month in order to give my students the resources that they need. And some days I'll take off and then go volunteer at Kids Mart to give out supplies to make sure that my students have the supplies that they need and solicit you know, help because I can't afford to educate my students with just my income. Um, then, we, we, I mean, I have, we have ICAs and, uh, you know, teachers' assistants doing kids more and uh, what's the name of this, Toys for tots and we're always looking for coats and shoes and books and resources for the parents. So I, so I feel like we're counselors, we're providers, we're educators. We have to be examples of God for our children because those things that I was fortunate to get as a child, the students in our community are not received. So and
0: what I'm hearing is also that it's not also just failing the students, it's failing the parents and the teachers and everyone, everyone. everyone. So that, it's that, system-wide, it's system-wide because it's a domino effect. One thing happens and causes another thing to happen and causes another thing to happen. And then when we get to the bottom, mm-hmm. we say it's the community's fault,
1: mm-hmm. it's the parents'
0: fault. Mm-hmm. What about the things that happened before that that caused me to get to that place? Of course, if I can't make sure that my children eat or make sure that my, I you know, have a roof over my children's head, I'm not going to be concerned with things that may not seem, you know, it, it's out of sight, out of mind. If I can say, send you to school and let the teacher worry about it because I have to worry about putting a roof over your head and putting clothes up on your back and putting food in your belly, then that we're going to put that responsibility on somebody else because it's not designed for me to focus on that. I, I guess, I, I, I talk, yeah, I, yeah, you guys are, are coming, coming strong. And excuse me, y'all, all the noise that's going on in my background. Zoom light. Um, but, so, to get on, to keep on in this same area. Hold on a second. I wanted to go back to what you were saying about supplies. Go ahead, then. So, um, I tried to do a school supply drive a few years ago, specifically for teachers mid-year. And let me tell you, that's not sexy. No one wants to give to teachers who are coming out of their pocket on a daily basis to get supplies. Now, you want to do a school supply drive at the beginning of the school year? Absolutely. You want to give out some backpacks to kids? Do that. But giving to teachers, it's it's not a sexy thing. It, that was probably the hardest drive i had ever done just trying to get pencils paper crayons for teachers and and that just shows how um even the parents in the community don't understand how hard the teachers have it and you know what i was i think they do now
1: with the covid situation
0: i think we have a newfound respect on the jobs that teachers do because the parent now is stepping into that role, and it is definitely not an easy one. I've always been like, I don't see how people can be teachers. Mm -hmm. I had go off to y'all, but everybody ain't built for it. And that's another thing with the COVID situation right now. Everyone isn't built to be a teacher. So if you can't teach and you're in that job category right now because you're trying to help your child, it's hard. It's hard. And then I think it was me and you, Charmelle, that talked about um, then if you're teaching and you don't have the proper education as a parent, how are you able to help your child? Huh? That's it's just not possible, right? So we not I really hope with this COVID situation that the school system is looked at and we make some plugs in the holes that they have because there's a lot of them. It's definitely even, a lot with, of COVID, <laughs> even with COVID, it COVID changed so there, there you're, there's an analysis being made about what type of educator a person a, an educator actually is based off of what a parent can see on zoom right mm-hmm. so a parent watches the teacher teach on zoom and then because they, they've never been in the classroom or they don't they don't necessarily um, have the time to visit their their child's um, school very often the lens that they have is just zoom. And so they're developing an idea of what type of educator you are based off of how you are teaching on Zoom, which is different. Right. I, my Zoom, my Zoom, um, my career as a Zoom educator or, or Teams educator is totally different from who I am in the classroom. So right. even some parents or community members or grandmothers or whoever are, you know, the people that are monitoring students during this time, they're taking that and they're making and they're making a um, judgment about what you are as an educator or who you are as an educator based off of that lens mm. so then that's two different things right because you're adapting right now you're adapting. adapting to your so new they, environment so they, so they, can see, they can see what's happening with you know the with students in the background And they can say oh, okay well this is this is, you know, the problem student in the class because they, they're watching who's muting and typing in the chat and making noises and, you know, doing that type of stuff. But that doesn't necessarily give you an idea of what it means to actually be an educator. That's giving you the idea of what it means for us to be educators right now mm-hmm. in the current um, in the right time. time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so let's talk
0: about um, one of the things that's really uh, happening or attempting to happen in our uh, community, and that's um, the 11 schools, public schools that are supposed to be—they're trying to close. How do you ladies feel about that? So this is okay. in the city. All these 11 schools that's closing. I believe, like, is it seven of them or nine of them that's in the city? You guys? Uh, they're correctly. all in the city. They're oh, all in okay. the city. Okay all of them in the city. Because city has a lot of charter schools too. So I'm wondering what is, like, is it, are they closing because the enrollment is down? Uh, Are parents finding more value in these charter schools, which is why enrollment is down? Because there are definitely students in the city. So I can't imagine that they're, well, I can't imagine because what communities they're in, but they're closing schools where there are students. I just don't really understand the complete dynamic of that. So, oh, anybody, go ahead. I was just gonna say, if you connect the dots, right? If you do any research, you do any study, you you track any information or pull any kind of um, statistics, you can see that smaller classrooms, mm-hmm. smaller student um, population is just better. Yeah. So if it so the business, the business side of education is why schools are closing. Got it. Because The, the, you know, everything in included in the failure has something to do with money. Why we can't, we can't do this because we can't afford it. They don't have supplies because we can't afford it. They don't have books because we can't afford it. We're not paying teachers because we can't afford it. And so there it's all about business. How much money does it take us? What's our overhead to to keep these schools running? Can we take all the kids from the, all the students from Ashland or Farragut or, or, um, or um i'm trying to think of another school that they said they were going to close and take that whole you know 150 students and put them in you know another school that's that that's less populated and then make it work of course you could do that but right. why would you whenever everything that you know about education tells you that a smaller class size is better mm-hmm. everything that you know about education tells you that And we're doing that because we can't afford it even though st louis public schools has buildings all over the city that they own that are vacant that they could sell but they don't sell them because there's too many guidelines for the sale so in lieu of selling a building that's empty and vacant to whoever wants to buy it, because there's so many stipulations connected. You can't do this. Once you buy the property, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this, you can't do that. So instead of taking away the stipulations for these empty buildings, we would rather close schools in a community that needs them. We need right. neighborhood schools.
1: I didn't even know oh, that. The schools, The
0: St. Louis public schools in my neighborhood, some years ago, the first time they did it in my lifetime, that one of the stipulations was, if you buy it, you can't make a school. But that's what the building was designed for. So it's like you you are purposely taking education from those that are in that area. I walked to school like a block and a half. So right. they're taking that aspect away from school. Wow. So like, everything not, they're you're, saying, everything they're saying about community and the police and like um, every piece that they say about like why police officers aren't successful in communities because it's not a community anymore. You take away the schools, you take away the, you know, people that the, 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 the foundation of the community, grandmothers, Mm -hmm. mothers, fathers, we're in the community, the school's right here, the church is right here, Mm -hmm. the, um, you know, the, the corner store is right here, the grocery store is right here, take away the grocery stores, take away the schools, take away the police, everybody's all spread out and your sense of community is now gone. Yep. That's how, yep, that's how it starts. That's definitely how it starts. And that's, I feel like that's kind of how the situation with the Kenlock started. They yes, closed down that Absolutely. And then everything went down from there. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Man, it, it, and it's, it's crazy. And it takes, like I said, it starts with the community. It starts, how we build communities is having those things inside the community. When your community doesn't have that and it has to go outside of itself, then you don't, have, like I said, you don't have the community anymore.
1: Oh, I think that's crazy. It is just amazing. You yeah. know, um, we don't, we don't even consider the fact that all of the credentials you need in order to be a teacher. Like I had a bachelor's degree in biology when I started working in the education field. I had to go and get a master's, like basically taking the undergrad courses for, for education plus the master's courses. And it took me four and a half years. And I already have been teaching college previous to that. Do you understand what I'm saying? I taught graduate level college and labs and worked at UAB's medical school in the summer internship and dissected cadavers. And I had so much knowledge. And then when I started, I had to start all the way at the bottom of the totem pole. And I just actually did it to finish my undergrad degree. But I realized there was a lack because when I initially began, I was an autism therapist and the kids kids were biting me, spitting in my face and calling me bitches and hoes, to be frank. And then I had to work at, at a giant step school of autism in the summer. Well, because I had a passion for it as well, but I needed to supplement my income because I didn't make enough money to go to school and go to work and live. Like last night I worked, I'm, I'm a business uh, consultant for my cousin's business and I'm her assistant chef. You know, I work all night. I'll to sleep at 3 a.m. and I woke up at eight. I don't have a time to break. Sometimes I may sleep two or three hours a night to get a 4.0 or the closest, if I get a 3.87, I guess. But I could have got out A's if I had a break or if I had funding, I had money to pay for my school or I didn't have to make sure my dad didn't die in a nursing home. But even as an adult, I'm suffering from trauma because I can't afford to pay for a lawyer for my dad and pay my rent. You understand what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. teachers that have this, this wealth of knowledge are not about to keep working for $40,000 a year when they can go to another venue work for $150,000. That's true. When you're here and you wanna educate your community, you almost have to find a whole nother career and then come back and give to the community or work as a teacher and a professor or volunteer. Like she was saying, you gotta volunteer. I'm signing, I'm going through a trauma myself and signing up to teach parents the 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 high set, so that they can help me teach their kids. And that's utterly ridiculous to me, really. I mean, I don't mind it because I'm because I'm community driven and you know I have a purpose and in, in my as a servant of God I can just keep going mm-hmm. with the love that I have inside of me. But everybody doesn't have that. We get
0: tired. Shire, now, you're you're okay. And we don't our kids don't get that from school. You're not gonna learn how to hustle and how to take care of yourself, your family, go to school, go to work, and, and be successful. What's happening in public schools is they want kids to follow directions, which is great. Okay, you learn how to follow directions. That's how you're going to get through school. But once you're done and there's no one to give you directions, then you have you're lost. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. So you lost. You don't have you don't learn that hustle gene from school. You don't learn how to be an entrepreneur, how to build a life, not even basic life skills, how to to help your account. Do you have the basic life skills? All of that. So, so that's definitely a way where schools are failing our kids. Yes. I, I definitely agree with that. I think of, oh go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Look, y'all go, go ahead. I think ahead. it's all it all of this is like system stuff to me. Everything, every time I look at it, every time I hear it, every time I hear a complaint, a gripe, an issue, it's it's connected to a system. If if you don't fit the mold. This is with education in general. If you are in a classroom and you don't fit the mold, if you are in a leadership position and you don't fit the mold, if you're in an administrative position and you don't fit the mold, as a student as well, then it's like, okay, what do we do? What do we do with this one student who can't sit still or walk it, you know, a line? What, what um Miss Alice was saying about it's about following directions. You know, it's it's things that I do as an educator because it doesn't bother me. It bothers you. So you want the. The, you know, the schools, oh, I think we should make sure that they walk down the, the, the hall in a straight line. Well, I don't. Right. And so right. if it's not disrupting anybody, right, it is what it is. That's, you know, those are trivial things. That's a control issue.
1: Mm. That
0: what would, would, I haven't, I don't see a place where walking in a straight line has made or broke me in my life. Right. 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 It hasn't made or broke me. So understanding that when you need to walk in a straight line, that's, that's a concept that we can teach, but Mm -hmm. teaching students that that is something that is connected to education or connected to some type of a system that is going to make you better or not, or make you worse. is ridiculous. So all those things to me are connected to The, you know, being able to meet the status quo, how you look like what a lot of the change agents cannot be change agents and can't be transformational because they don't look the way you're supposed to look. I don't sound the way I'm supposed to sound to be a union leader. I don't look the way I'm supposed to look to be a classroom teacher. Oh, well, why would we listen to her? Right. Why would we want her to be, you know, if, if I say y'all and I and I talk the way that I talk, right? I speak the way that I speak, and I'm and I'm coming to this with big hoops on, and it is what it is, and I'm talking with my hands, mm-hmm. we can't listen to her. There's no way she could be a leader. I absolutely am a leader. I am a yes. leader. With, yes. When I had locks, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm in a leadership brawl in that in that capacity as well. They, we're looking for an image. We are looking for students to sit in desks and write on paper at nine o'clock in the morning or at two at o'clock in the afternoon and eat lunch in, in 20 minutes mm-hmm. and not speak to one another, like things that don't make sense at all. Don't make sense. And we, they, don't, we, I don't, think... we tell kids that they need to brush their teeth before and after they eat. Wh- when are they doing that at school? Right. Who's, who's doing that? Why are, why are we contradicting ourselves but that's the thing and then we expect children to do things that adults aren't able to do Mm -hmm. I'm like are y'all kidding me especially like for instance even with this zoom situation like you know if the band starts preschool in March and we're still in this COVID situation they're like she'll get a laptop or a a computer or whatever and I'm thinking to myself well first I say too much tv screen or all of that is too much so how am I going to make my a uh, three-year-old at the time sit and be on the laptop which i can't even do that or if i'm working eight hours a day at work and i'm sitting at a screen i'll be like man i gotta get up i'm tired of sitting at this screen on oh, my eye part of oh, my hair So how do we expect children to do these things go ahead it's, it's, it's not just with zoom it's with a lot of different things like like that kid that can't sit down why do you expect that kid to grow out of it as an adult? You see those grown folks in meetings that can't sit still. That's the same kid that couldn't sit down. So instead of trying to make that child conform to what you what they should be doing, let's let's teach them the way that they learn. Let's get them in a career that fits the fact that they can't sit down. Like in my program, we have we of course there are rules, but there are some things that are not rules that are in school. Like it kind of goes back to what you were saying, ribbon is that um, like the kids wear hoodies in the building. Kids love hoodies. I love hoodies. It's okay. We're inside of an enclosed building. There's no one here but us. If they want to have their hood up, they can have their hood up. Now, we're definitely going to have to talk about you being little Black kids and where you go with your hood up. We'll have that conversation. But it's not a problem that you're wearing them in my building. That doesn't disrupt me. You're still listening. You're still participating. You have your hood up. No one cares. So like, just let's look at who they are as humans and teach them how they need to learn and just care about them as people. Like, it's nothing wrong with it. That and that, that doesn't hurt anything in life. Right, 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 right. And we can cycle that directly back to why schools don't need to be closed. Because if you have a, a student in your class who is um, a mover, you know, some people have to move to to think to exercise certain thoughts or to get things down on paper. They need to lay on the floor, they need to you know, sit in a, 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 a st- stand at a standing desk or what have you. Mm-hmm. If you have a smaller size classroom and you have two kids in your class who are movers, then it's totally different than you having 30 in your class and you have 10 that are movers. Yes. If you have students in your classroom and the system that you have designed is preventing that student from learning, you don't change the student you change the system you change the structure you don't change kids you 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 help them and guide them and aid them in what best works for them you don't change how a child is because Mm -hmm you don't know how to or you don't know how to or you can't function with 10 movers in your classroom and that's not a shot towards teachers and that's not a shot towards buildings or you know your classroom management because they always want to give that they always want to sprinkle a little you don't know what you're doing in 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 the air until it's until it's until it's them you know you get the, the student who spits on you and kicks you and punches you and they come back in your class you know the next day but when they punch or kick or spit on a principal voila they're suspended okay. right so it's totally it you have to be able to understand children understand people understand human nature and understand how you as a system because educators are a part of a system mm-hmm. how you have to engage those students in every way possible traditional and non traditional and boxing students up into classrooms, you know, overcapacitating, you know, making it where it's, you know, 20 kids. I have six children and four grandchildren. If all of them are in my house at the same time, I'm all over the place trying to manage little kids and, you know, people all over the place. You want to give me 30 children, many who I don't know from, you know, they're new to the building or whatever the case may be and then put me in a building where there's 15 other teachers that have 30 children how is that helping how is that a benefit to anybody that doesn't help anybody at all no
1: and i see you trying to say something i was gonna say now one thing that i can say as a special educator is i have a little more room to modify i have a lot more room to modify because uh, I actually work at a therapeutic school where the children that are expelled from your schools are sent. And so I may, I may have four, but, but it's a, almost a full caseload, my like 30 students, due to their behavior and their needs. And so I do have the luck of being able to have my fine seating or let my kids lay on the floor under the desk without being frowned being at. But I mean, some of the stuff I do, they actually look at me like I'm crazy. Like if I have a, a non-verbal student that likes to sing Disney songs, but she won't sing anything else, guess what? We're gonna sing Disney songs and run the highway. And then when you look at me like a psychopath, I'm gonna look at you like, one. Well, why are you in my business? <laughs> do you want me to teach this kid how to behave properly and build a rapport with them? Or do you wanna look at me like I'm crazy? Right. But let me, to, to kind of go off of what you were just saying, what I kind
0: of to me is crazy. You say they're expelled from uh, regular schools, and they're taken to your school, and you're able to adapt to what they need. Why can't we do
1: that at the beginning, though? My first always says this. Why we do can we adapt everywhere, special? and we can train out so they won't come, keep coming in. Because then what you do is concentrate all the children that have gotten in trouble in one building so they can all have the fool together. Mm-hmm. But then and you're other foolishness, then I gotta get beat up for 40000 dollars a year. But,
0: but then you're labeling them instead yeah. of saying they okay, they do need special needs, how can we adapt to what they need yeah. here and so they won't feel so out of place or Where's out you? of yeah, that's to me that's turning away and you're like, oh, I'm not good enough to be here with the regular kids. So then and I so, I, and, so I, and so I'm triggered. Now I'm, I'm triggered. And I'm getting ready to turn up. Turn I'm up. gonna. You, you oh, my me, you know, what, oh my! What God. the heck? Oh look, I'm speaking into your I'm bad, so I'ma be bad then. I'ma oh I'm be stupid then. I it's don't know bad. nothing. I'ma act like I don't know look. nothing then. So then we have that. So look, y'all, look, girl. That's that kid that has nothing to lose. When I tell you, oh, like. You want to take away my field trip? Oh, you took away my field trip? Oh, I'm really going to clown Or whatever, you know, I'm after school. So that's like something. But I never take away anything from a kid that they can't earn back. Because when that kid has nothing to lose, you you thought they was turning up. Oh, they're going to clown now. So you took them out oh, of the field trip? They can't stand me because I'm dragging everybody to the field trip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll ahead. be holding hands. We'll be yes, holding hands. Me. I'm that's sorry, me. but you going. I don't care if your your permission slip not signed. Let me call and see what I can do. Can Grandma, Auntie, Uncle, who who's off? Can anybody come up here and sign this? Because we're going. We're going. It's, it's a stuff that you need to see that I know you'll never see. I agree with that. I do agree with that. I'm like taking everybody I get, with I get out of their ten block radius, and you need to experience some things. And sometimes the parents just genuinely can't. You know, yeah. allow them to experience certain things. So that's where I'm grateful. I can pick the places I get to take my kids and we can go do things that you may never have had the chance to see. So I definitely do agree with that. And so that's a good taking them out of their um, their comfort zones. A lot of children have not been. Let's take the city right now, the city school that they're closing. A lot of them kids don't get out of the city. So they don't know outside the city uh, areas and they haven't seen anything outside their homes. Um, so taking them out of their environment sometimes so they can see different things is awesome. I would think to children, you know, um, I think it'd be very beneficial, but man, let's get on. Cause I really do want to rally and talk about with the community or as community, what can we do? Um, so let's talk about how um, our local leadership is feeling Local. When I say local, I mean like our aldermans, our mayors, um, I'm talking about those type of people. How are they failing us um, and our children and what can we demand of them to, to help, to, to demand that they help make this better for our children? What can we be demanding from them, in your, uh, in your opinion?
1: That's the first thing, because it's money. Can you hear me? It's funding. We need funding for our children. We need curriculum. We need extracurricular activities. We need transportation. And I cannot just blame it on the aldermen there, but they do need to take some of their wealth and spread it out so that the whole community can eat instead of just the people at the top. I'm gonna start with that. Then after that, okay. But look at our community as a whole. There are so many people that have skill sets that keep it to themselves instead of sharing. Why can't we go ahead and be like, we teachers and I'm black. So guess what? I'm gonna be black. Like I said, every day when I wake up, it doesn't matter how many accolades I get. It doesn't matter if my name is Dr. Bell or Miss Bell or Master Bell. When I walk outside, I'm still black. Mm -hmm. And I need to teach my students how to uh, use their functional skills. I need to teach them how to make safe choices. I need to teach them self-determination. I teach my eight-year-old with special needs. I'm the captain of my own ship Mm -hmm. or, you know, I, I'm the I'm the coach of my team, so they understand that um, uh that they won their their own show. As an autism therapist, we did A B C: the antecedent, the behavior, and the consequence. So you need to understand what triggers you, what behavior comes from that, and then what's the consequence of behavior, and are you willing to take that consequence? Because, say for instance, you hit somebody, they might tell on you, they might slap the hell out of you. And I might not be able to stop it because if you stand right there, and you slap them. Their reflexes right there. We both in the behavior. We all in the behavior school. I get up every day knowing y'all willing to fight, and y'all get up every day ready to bang. So guess what? All of us must be uh, some thugs, whatever y'all want to call yourselves. When y'all think y'all want to fight y'all teachers, and like you were saying, Alice, um, don't have nothing to lose. I had I told the keyboard. I guess I'll call your grandfather. He said I don't give a fuck who you said. This is seventh grader. You can tell my mama, my daddy, uh, my grandma, fuck all them hoes. Now what you gonna do, bitch? And I mean, this is, I, I, can, I can only imagine what, you know, he's dealing
0: with at home, too. You know, yeah. I talk to my niece and nephew a lot because um, they came from, you know, um, happy, shout out to them, happy 14th birthday. Um, but they, came, they lived in Jefferson City for a while, and they came from that environment to, um, what is it, uh, Bell Fountain? Uh, environment, and they would come and have conversations with me that things that they couldn't believe was going on. And you guys gotta know too, like it's different from Jefferson City yeah. to yeah. That's <laughs> a big <Belleville> <laughs> and the school system is a big difference. And so, you know, they were just talking to me, and I say, you know, the things I had to tell them was like, them kids are dealing with things at home that you don't see. <clears throat> And I know it hurts you that you're getting teased and all of this stuff and how bad they are or the behaviors that you're seeing and noticing, but you have to know that they definitely are dealing with things at home and they're bringing it to school. Um, And so I'm I'm like, have a little bit of empathy for them, you know, Um, but it's it's definitely, um, it's, it's, it's amazing when I hear the conversations that they have with me about school. And this is one of their big environments that we don't as people realize, like, we talk about work and we're like, oh, we tired and we got all this going on. We got bills and things like this. But these children going outside of their homes into schools and dealing with other people is definitely a, a difficulty. And we need to be sympathized to that. Like, let them know that it's, you know, this is part of life, of course, but it is hard. Schooling is hard for them. It's, I mean, man. So, how <laughs> do we support this? That's my thing. Go ahead. I feel like it's more of a challenge for them to navigate through, you know, these types of spaces because they're not, their brains aren't fully developed. So, you know, we may have a challenge that we might think is very trivial. And, you know, why is it such a big deal to you? But it's going to be a big deal to them because they aren't where we are. They're, you know, their brains are not developed. They're immature. They're learning these, the things that we already know. And a lot of times it's like, we, we want to use what we, you know, our previous experiences to kind of assess what's happening with each individual student or each individual person whenever their experience is theirs. It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be, you're not going to get the same, you know, if this and this and this happened, then this, this. It's not going to always be the same outcome. There's different things that are happening and we, you know, we want to teach, you know, different educators or or uh, people in the education community, oh, you know, go in and l- like talk this way and, and you know, say friend and, and you know, be kind and those types of things that, you know, you can't, w- not to say that this is what's happening in, in in everybody's home, but if you are at home, if you are a student who's home and you're, you know, you being called niggas and bitches and hoes and shit like that, when you're talked to that way at home and you come to school and the teacher is saying, hey friend, You have to get me to a place, you have to bring me to a place where I'm understanding that, that that this is kind and this is the way to choose. You can't just, you know, say friend and then expect me to say, oh, she's, she's saying friend. So that means that, you know, we're friends and we're supposed to to have a rapport with one another in this way. You can't, and this is one of the reasons why African-American teachers are important because- the amount of time that it takes a person who doesn't come from where you come from to understand the logic of what's happening in our community, in our homes, in our um, family structure. I don't have time to teach you that so that you can help these students that you're teaching that you don't have you know, that type of relationship with. So if we have African-American teachers in a classroom and they have an idea of some type of, uh, you know, the lives that that we live outside of school, then it's easier for me to teach those students because I have less to unpack and less to, you know, understand or learn about this community, this culture and this structure before I get to the part, you know, of teaching, because you can't get to the teaching until you get to, you gotta get through that first exactly right you have to unpack all of the others have to uh, Other unpack problems. all of that first and yeah. it's not just it's not just a community thing of course if I'm working two jobs and I'm not going to be checking homework or checking book bags or even checking to see if you even have a book bag because I'm working two or three jobs just three to jobs. make ends meet and it's not I'm not I'm not working three great jobs I'm working three piss poor jobs poor time to barely, jobs. Have, right. and then I'm still mm-hmm. I'm getting you know food stamps or WIC or Mm-hmm. or going to the food pantry and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Okay. I mean, and then and, and then it's like, why come you didn't come to parent-teacher conference? Or why didn't, you know, this thing happen or that thing happen? And it's like, you know, we have aldermen and we have uh, community leaders who look a certain way and talk a certain way and they get in these spaces where we're trying to get funding and grants and, and, and development in communities. And these people don't always, these people are not always welcome. They're Mm. not always welcome. If you look a certain way and you talk a certain way, you know people aren't falling at your feet to hand over money. So I don't necessarily think that it's an older person or a community leader or a mayor or a governor or whoever you know the person might be that can give us money. If I mean we have one, we have one person, we have one mayor. But how many people are in the city? Mm. How many people are being a represent, you know, representative of whatever it is that we're trying to get that one person to do? Mm. We have to be. collective collective. and come together on one accord and say we have to do better we all need to address all these structures and systems that are failing us and causing us to not be able to engage in the things that we need to engage in voting processes or community activities or or drives or whatever the case may be if we have things in place that are stopping us from doing that we need to address that Mm -hmm. i agree i definitely agree i do agree I, I definitely think too that um, if we go back to um, thinking like in the '60s and I know this is a different time. I know everybody like, oh, this is a different time. It's like the '60s, but just unifying, like what you were saying. But if we have the same people in the same environment, like when I like you saying, everyone is working two or three four jobs. Who has the time or the money to help? So it's when we need the people that are at another level. If you're not going to be in the community, then can you bring some of your stuff back to the community then? Mm -hmm. Like not leaving the community when you become so successful and you have, and then you're like, oh, well, I'm better. Let me run and y'all deal with whatever y'all got to deal with because I ain't got nothing to do with that no more. No, bring back some of your resources to your community and help because right now I feel like we have a lot of people who are the same in the same um, situation. So how can I keep spreading thin of what I have? You know, and I'm I'm taking like you said three or four jobs, and I'm penny pinching, and I got this and that. I can't provide anything extra. I'm barely getting to mine, so how can I give you anything extra? It's the people that have the extra bring in your resources for us and get let help us. That's what we need to do, and that will be more collectively because all everybody right now is like in in certain communities they don't have much, so they they like I'm just I'm barely making. It. And then I think that's when we get the mind frame of. Sh- Hey, it's I got to do what I got to do. How can I help you? How can I be uh, some servant to you? And stop I, frowning, stop frowning on leadership that doesn't look like what you think leadership should look like. Stop frowning on support that doesn't look like the support that you want us to look like. I don't have to look how you, I don't have to wear this, these casual little business jacket and skirt for you to understand that I'm coming from a place of love. I'm coming from a place of, of um change. Don't tell me that I can't help because if you, so the people who are saying that, you know, we need to do this and we need to do that been around 20, 30 years. So that means I could put all this on you then. Right. I could say that all the failures are connected to your leadership. Let some new pack people come in, give some new eyes and ears on some things because you've been here doing this. You've been around, right. For the school district or you've been in this leadership role or been in this, um, political position for however many years you know you went from ottoman and representative and all this different stuff and we're still sitting here looking crazy let somebody else in let let some of these young people in who are vocal some of these um some of these young people out here have great ideas Uh and rally the young people that we need because they don't feel like they're going to be judged and all that you know for what they look like or how they sound and bring some of those people in and that's how you change the community nobody want to hear about we need to go to that let's go to the church and youth group this and you everybody doesn't want to do that i agree some people want to do some people want to help but they don't want to conform and so now their help we don't we don't we don't need their support you we do okay i get what you're saying now you like because i was i was lost for a minute but i get what you're saying you're saying people shy away from people that um don't look like so for instance me leadership so leadership yeah let me say so like for me if i was to run for um mayor in ferguson or whatever a lot of people would probably run from that idea because they already ran from (laughs) (laughs) mayor. but that would run (laughs) from that idea they did girl. listen i'll get me started on that but that would run from that idea because right i have locks i'm loud i'm a proud black woman I'm supportive of my Black people. You know what I mean? I don't talk proper. Y'all know that. That ain't how I roll. That's why I call it the hood talk because I don't talk like, you know, the proper supposed way to talk, the the proper English way. So I get what you're saying now and I totally agree with you. And I think that is definitely what we're lacking right now is that we won't accept leadership from people that don't look what the the supposed norm is. And that's that's huge in Missouri. That's That's the one of the, that is a major Point of stagnation in Missouri, major point of stagnation for it to be this many. Um, I see a lot of uh, African American strong African American leaders, strong community leaders, and they don't and they're not always African American. But guess what? As soon as they rally the troops. Then here comes somebody saying how we're, we're trying to, oh, they're, they're trying to change and They're trying to move this and and all the money's going to go here and and stay away from this person because all the people that have been around 30 and 40 years still running the show. They're taking that, cycling that same money back through so that they can keep their generational wealth and everybody else can be poor, broke and looking crazy. That power. They don't want to give up that power. (laughs) They don't want to lose their seats. They want to stay in power. They and want that power. I feel like the issue, one of the issues in the city is that it's so big. It's so, like, you, the folks who are in power can benefit the area that they live in and still leave the poor areas poor and the failing schools failing. Uh, They, they just, they don't have to be accountable to those poor areas because, like you said, the, the community out here working three or four jobs. They don't have time to be educated voters and understand what's going on. And I'm not saying everybody. I'm definitely not saying everybody, but there are definitely folks in that type of situation who got more immediate problems right in front of their face that they can't focus on uh, what leadership is doing or even just what their, their kids' teachers are doing. Um, I will say that's kind of why I fell in love with James because it's small and there's a lot of... Um, it's smaller than the city, I'll say. But um, our folks have value in our community. Like we have buy-in. There are people who want to see Jennings do better. There are folks who graduated from Jennings, became successful and still live in Jennings. You know, like they, they really actually, genuinely care about the community. They got so much pride. It's, it's like a, you know, even Normandy, even though Normandy isn't like, you know, one of the most wealthy municipalities, there's so much Normandy pride. They alumni strong. You know, U-City, they're a cult. So, you know, it's, it's a <laughs> smaller place. I was definitely going to say U-City. U-City, <laughs> say, U-City. <laughs> but, you know, they, they really have buy-in in the community. And I just feel like the city becomes so spread apart. And now they're trying to break it up even more with the NGA coming. And they're really trying to get us out of there. The city, they want all these old brick homes. They want to move folks out. So it, it's really hard. It's problems on top of problems on top of problems in the city. Mm-hmm. And you can't wrap your head around everything that's happening at one mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with you on that. I think that's a lot of what it is. That's some of what it has to do with, too. Like, they are trying to push people, black people, I'm going to be real and raw, out the city and it's a start of gentrification. I, I, you can't nobody tell me that ain't what's going I on. That's, right a the, that's
1: a fact. That's a fact. I stand on it. That is what they're trying to do. I think that we need to get together as a community, like you were saying, Ribbon. Um, We can't do everything, but everybody has their strength, right? So in leadership training at my university, which is a Caucasian university, and they they let me be who I am. And it's kind of sad that I can be who I am at an all-white school more than I can be who I am at an all-black school. I had somebody tell me, don't dye your hair because you're gonna get in trouble why am i gonna get in trouble it's my hair it's mine <laughs> if it's red green or purple it has nothing to do with my approach to education they might the students might look at me they got adhd if my hair looks like a rainbow i ain't trying to be funny That's i'm weird. telling the truth if they don't like me like this let me go somewhere where they gonna appreciate me so here we go some people are a strategic some people are leaders some people conform some people are service. Some people are good with technology. So instead of you and me and y'all trying to do everything, why can't we find the people that have those strengths like they do in China and things like that? Find what you like and go and learn what you need to do in order to be successful, to have a lucrative career. Um, As far as going back to that boy that cussed me out, I said, oh, I got to be flexible. That's what I learned. That approach ain't going to work with him. He don't care if I call the pro. He don't care if I call Jesus. He don't give a damn. You hear me, so guess what? So, well, why don't you tell me what you like? What well, are some things that you like? Do you like pizza? Uh, do you like whatever? So I don't know what to excuse my life. What I got a bad mom. What Four do you nights. like that I can <laughs> give you? Robot, like, you if want to roll me, bitch, at <laughs> home. And y'all think I ain't gonna cut something? I got 30 fucking house? You got a PS5 from here? He'll, he'll, he'll sit it down for me. <laughs> you. Yeah, I taught that boy how to make handmade bags. I had a pizza party. But let me say this. Let me say
0: this. When you were saying that you can't, you can't you can't be yourself at black schools, because that is what that's a division of us. They want us to not like each other. (laughs) You're different. Wait, this is what this is what black people sometimes do. Like in our this is what we've been conditioned to do. Not all black people, because some of us are different, but some of us have been conditioned to be like, if you don't think like I think, well, again to say the leadership world, if you don't look and specific way that i think you're supposed to look then like you said ribbon why should i be listening to you why should or i you don't be agree with what i say. i hear that all the time and so i get it i go into spaces all the time where it's just me and there's nobody like me there there's just me and then every, you know them so when i get in those spaces and it might be a sprinkle of you know one of us here or there i always run into the one of us who's like well, if I could do it, then anybody can do it. So it's easy. No, it's not. Uh-uh. Just because I made it doesn't mean that my path was easy. And it doesn't mean that the path is still open for people to come behind me. We got to stand on the side and make sure, like the bumpers at the uh, bowling alley, that people can walk through there. Uh-huh. Stop getting there and shutting the door because yeah. you're there and saying, OK, well, everybody I made it so of course it's you know it's not easy no. and for every person who comes behind me I have to be standing there with my hand right there to pick them up I can't yes. be at the top like come up y'all come on up I made it up here and when you get in those spaces they don't it's it, it's some of us in those spaces who are not welcoming because they one sometimes want to be there alone Yes. because they want to feel accomplished for being yes. there on their own. Then playing? they get there and then they get infiltrated by that noise up there and the noise tells them if you got here, they'll get here. you know come on, come with us. they're no. coming And then we have a system designed to keep us behind.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay.
0: Man, did you say something? You said a mouthful right there. That's the truth. If we end the show right now, (laughs) that is it, right? Why I do not understand their mindset. We had um. Oh my God! I think it was uh. I can't even remember what it was. But he he bragged about being the only one. I am the first black such and such such and such. I say that's not good. Because guess what? You're going back to fight a whole other. You're going to fight a whole other people that ain't your people by yourself. You ain't gonna win. That don't make sense. be saying, hey, let's come. How can I help you come? We need you. I need you. I need you. I'm like, that ain't good. I'm glad you made it, but bruh, that ain't good. You're going back to a whole other side that don't want you there and ain't no, nobody else like you and you trying to fight against them. That ain't gonna work. That
1: ain't gonna work. It's not. Gonna I can work. tell you. One of my previous colleagues, she was talking about how crabs are in the bucket and when one climbs up, the other one pulls it down, right? Mm-hmm. And she, she told me this. What if, say for instance, all the crabs move to one side and knock the bucket over and the bucket fell? That's the system. Falling down, we're all working together collectively to not only uh, stand up for our community, but I'm not about to be civil every time I open my mouth. If I could watch somebody storm the Capitol building I know damn well I can say y'all got me fucked up. Uh, <laughs> can I get some money? Y'all can kiss my ass. That's treason. I'm going to say my shit. I'm going to say whatever comes out of my mouth. This That's is the, the thing. Is Why can't we knock the system down, stand up for our rights, teach our babies self-determination, how to make your money, how to do your account? We oh, can't do that because we
0: can't do that because there's laws and there's rules and there's policies. Too many
1: rules. Break the law. We can't go against the. No, watch these people take guns and with hold Nancy Pelosi mail in the damn. They, the they kill
0: me. dead. They kill me dead with. What? I can't do that because what? it's against the rules. I don't want to hear about a policy, a procedure, yeah. a rule, a yes. law, a regulation, yeah. or yeah. anything that was designed yeah. to keep me from being successful. I don't want to hear it. I'm, um, um, If, if it's there,
1: busting the door open like they did, kicking it, Kick it down, down. kicking it down. Damn. I told my friend, if the, if the, if the, door glass, bust the glass. If your Kick apartment is uh, cold, your electricity off, and they ain't no warm. That's the damn glass. They're going to be called and you going to be called. When they call the man's man, drag his ass
0: over your house. That's I'll what you got to do. The time. You understand? Because they want to keep saying, se- well, oh, you know, and and this is very a very sensitive subject, but teacher striking. We can't do that against the law. It's against the law. So, I mean, everybody has their thoughts and everybody has their idea about why it's good and why it's bad or whatever the case may be. But I will stand on. Everything that can be done to educators without paying them will be done until we stop it. Every time they put up a pay scale that says, starting at 38,000 and we allow them to do it, they'll keep doing it. Damn. Every time they say, we giving you $100 for each classroom, for school supplies for the whole entire school year. Every time they say that, Every time they say we are giving you one ream of paper for a a month, every time they say that and we take the ream of paper, we are complacent. We are allowing it to continue. And every time they say that we're going to come up with it, develop a contract, or we're going to come up with an agreement, or we're going to come up with a rule or regulation for educators or a class or coursework, and we don't become vocal about what we feel like needs to be happening. It's going to continue whether we strike or whether we don't strike or whether whatever if I mean if we do we do if we don't we don't. I will say that they can't they'll keep telling us that the ball is not in our court if we believe that if we believe that there's a rule or policy in place that shouldn't be there and we allow it to continue it's going to continue. What, what, what are you, they, it's just not going to wake up one day and it's going to be, okay, now we've decided to change something. No, it's going to continue. It's going to be the same way. Kids are still going to be in classrooms with raggedy desks, um, old chalkboards, I no smart me. board, no technology, can't get uh, soap in the restroom. It's going to keep happening if we let it happen. going to
1: floor and it's then they keep in your classroom and COVID out. Yeah, And guess what? I work at a school where you got to be on site. Mm. You got to be on site. They still have
0: signed up. Because we got we might have uh, 5,000 people who have an issue with it. We have 5,000 people who pissed, but we'll have five people show up up. to change whatever it is that needs to be changed. We need action. We need people who are going to come to the table and be vocal and every time they turn you down, you're going to come back. Every time they say no, you're gonna come back, you're gonna come with a better plan, a better idea, a better structure. You can't just keep sitting around talking about how you hate something. And fair, we I'm need people, job. tell somebody that you know is getting ready to go in there and kick that door down. Hmm. Not gonna do it. I had somebody
1: tell me, Bill, you better quit complaining about this and that, or you ain't gonna have no job. I said, oh, I'm gonna have a job. Don't speak that on me. I walked up out there and having job. I walked up on my because life. Because
0: what is mine is mine. Because uh-huh. what is mine is mine. And that's something can't,
1: nobody can not nobody That's something God that gave me. me. If you're yeah, not saying, right at the schoolhouse, God gave me, he already has a plan That's me for me that's great. So I can say whatever I want to say. And the people that hear are going to be like, dang, you know what she said? <laughs> I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking, look at her. Look at but that. i, I 30 years. Let me ask her to work for me so I can have somebody to stand up for me. So if I got to be a pit bull in the skirt or some tennis shoes, or whatever. If I got to teach my students science through rap, I, y'all should see my professor doing the TED Talk. When I was a singer in, uh, at UMSU, it was birds, bees, and bees. We was mm. in there singing uh, PDD songs, and then uh, mixing it with mating patterns of animals. Why can't I use the language that they know? This mm. lady is you on know, the TED Talk singing, you down with OPP. <laughs> <laughs> you got the, the people singer. yeah, you know me. <laughs> Man, you know Calling it the extra fair conception or something. You know, with copulation. We have it sex with somebody else. Outside of the relationship. Why can't we relate the, the language that we know to uh our intellect? The reason why I'm a teacher is, is, is a collective reason. But when I was in the seventh grade, my uh teacher was black and she was, yeah, she was. Oh, she did that little stuff. You be doing really with the ass, and you. Were, she knew you like this. Everybody better sit down. She clap hard. She about to go to your mom's house and drag you to her house. So quick land with her. You be like, never mind, never mind. I'm gonna be good. You know, See, I,
0: I, um, I didn't graduate from high school. I got my GED way years after I dropped out of high school at seventeen, and then went to um, HBC, uh, HBCU and then graduated top of my class valedictorian. You don't get to fail me as a system because there's no way that I went from that to, to that. A system failed me. If I have the wherewithal and, and the knowledge to eventually go to college and graduate top of my class, I had that. That was already uh, But where your intent is when you should have been helping me. Like what is going on with the system where there are people out there just like me? I had a child when I was 12 years old. A system should have said, we need to get some we need to get her and get her situated right but, uh, but, but it was like, oh well nope, you know what she ha- she already has a baby. Let's get her over here and <laughs> if she decides she wants to give her some food stamps and give her a little public aid and project. a little section eight yeah. or something. And she'll be good.
1: Mm-hmm. We, did,
0: we did our job. They weren't. Job. We did our job, but it's plenty of uh, teen parents or young people out here who have the you know the poor upbringing and and didn't didn't have the the, the cards dealt to them the way that we would like to see them for people to end up being, that people that end up being successful who can still be successful if we stop looking at the the, the mess. Stop, Stop looking at the, the shallow things and the, the stuff that really doesn't matter because no matter where you come from or what your background is or what type of um, obstacles you have had to overcome to get to where you are, you still have a place in success. There's a place where you can be successful and whatever that means for you is what it means. If owning a community um, uh, um, co-op or having a uh you know, a, a organization or having a garden or whatever is success to you, then that's successful. It doesn't always have to be connected to anything monetary If you. If what success means to you is doing something for your community and pouring into your community or being a church leader or whatever, that's your thing. If show out, if you a praise dancer, go to show out being a praise dancer. Right. Stop trying to put everybody into a mold and start using these people these young people in the community to help uh, be rebuild, to yes. help rebuild and get move things forward. I agree. I totally agree. I definitely agree with that. Um, and um, I definitely want to touch on, um, I guess, I mean, guys, we don't so many other. <laughs> See, this is what I was telling y'all. Like, when we flow, we I love like y'all. And I, I like love y'all. <laughs> this was, I, I, I am so grateful for y'all being on this this. Like you said, too, Ribbon, which is this is why I started the platform, because I always felt like I couldn't voice my opinion because I didn't look a find where I couldn't say what I wanted to say. or it's me talking. Nobody's listening or any of that. And so when I started this, I'm like, no, this is community's platform. And we get on here. We're going to talk about what's going on in our community. And we're going to keep it real. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to find our solutions. We're going to fix the problem. We ain't going to just talk, though. I don't want to just talk. You know, we get lost at sometimes in just talking. Let's figure out the solutions and what we can do, and let's not be scared, because that's what you were saying. Like, people, I don't know, so many conversations I have with people behind closed doors, and they're like, oh, well, girl, I, I'm tired of this, and this going on, and one. I'm like, well, let's go, let's talk about this get out here, and let's make sure that it it's being done, and we need to let them know. Oh no, I can't do that i might lose which i get people want their livelihood they want to keep their jobs i ain't i ain't ain't trying to you know throw no shade in my body or whatever i get that you got families you gotta take care of and all of that but when sometimes we gotta be um uncomfortable with being um uncomfortable yeah uncomfortable with being uncomfortable like we have to shake things up in order for us to get some things to happen and then when we shake them up because I had a conversation with a guy who I, I'm not going to forget what he told me. If he's watching this, I, this is in my head. He said, we need to start supporting our leadership. When we do get up here in these leadership places, and we, we don't <laughs> look like the regular leaders, we need the people to back us up and support us and rally around us. Because this fight is not easy. It's not hard. I mean, it's not um, easy. It's hard. So we need people to help support us, and we need to rally around our leadership that's doing. Things for our communities. We can't keep failing our leadership either. And I like you say, it's not just on the leadership. It's all collectively us together. Man, this is a powerful conversation. It, it touched so many things. Not just even the school system, but just period in our community. It touched so many things. When we're talking about the Black Lives Matter movement, when we're talking about white supremacy and how that you know is affecting us in our communities, All of that, we have to stop being scared. We have to come <laughs> out and say what is wrong and call it out. When we have people that's in our neighborhoods doing things that ain't right, call it out. You know what I mean? When we have folks that's sitting in our seats um, and not... When we have people sitting in seats who aren't doing stuff for our people, let's call them out. It's okay to separate sometimes and be like, hold up. We need to be more specific on what you're doing for us. What are you doing for us? We ain't got to always be like, well, let's go fall in with the minority. Well, I guess I'll just take this and we're, we're part of No. What are we going to do for Black
1: children? What are we going to do for <laughs> Black people?
0: It's okay. It's okay, y'all. Because if we don't, look what they did. They was proud to say patriotic and we're going to come up in here and this is our we world world. World. I was proud to do that because <laughs> any it, you know when we do when we do it we're ghetto thugs though um, oops, gangsters uh, we
1: can't even and walk. we
0: said and we said that the same thing you were saying um about coloring your hair when when you color your hair is ghetto when they color it is it's a trend. Yeah. It's, creative. it's a trend. You know what I'm saying. So we need to, and, it, and we 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 need to come. We need to step away from that. uh The idea that we get portrayed a certain way
1: by doing certain things.
0: Yes. Cut up, cut up, go on and cut up. They gonna
1: say you cutting up anyway. Anyway, if I don't do nothing, if I talk hard, I gotta talk like you know. I have to use this voice in order to interact. But if I decide to use this voice to interact and I'm wearing an afro wig. And a, a superwoman shirt and some chucks. You go or what you gonna do? I'm gonna wear some black power piece in my ear. It's not a communication. Our, I mean, ourselves or,
0: or each other off. Like you said, we do that quick. We be like, oh girl, look at her. She oh, she got all them kids. girl, look at all them kids, Oh she on food stamps. Oh, she um, We be so quick to judge each other and ready to write each other off instead of coming together and helping each other man it's, it's, it just amazes me how th- that goes to self-hate but you know it just amazes me how not only them but us how we are quick to judge each other that was us up there it wouldn't just be white folks calling us thugs and stuff it'd be black folks too like now they know better now why they they shouldn't sure be acting like that you
1: know, yeah. they people. need to let them keep killing our babies and we already a minority so yeah. they wipe us off the map. they need to uh not keep having kids because they look. They going to kill each other anyway. We can just watch them kill themselves. We can just funnel drugs and guns to their community and let them kill their own self. Hmm. 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 They ain't got we, because, we,
0: because we know that's where the drugs and guns are coming from. But
1: they can't afford to feed their house. How the hell they get some drugs from Cuba? They can't even leave the city because they scared of the police. Now that's a question. I know somebody make $10,000 a month that won't drive in the county.
0: Don't make me come through this Zoom. <laughs> don't you make me come through this Zoom? Now, who lying? You better give me a five right here. Look, just give
1: me an F right there. Yeah. Oh, you don't you make you to me come through this Zoom? What's good time? Well, I twenty thousand dollars a year. Won't even drive the bell out because you're scared to get locked up. Now I yes, know you hurts. fucking lying to me. Hmm. I'm around the violence. Nah, nah, nah. And then you know, I had a wife friend me, "Why are you listening to trainer? Cause I listen to Trina. Well, people's kids around, but tell their fucking kids to cover their ears. Why can't I listen to Trina in my vehicle? Because I teach track class and I want to listen to look back at it. I'm black. Look back at it. I ain't got no butt, but that's my jam. That's my jam. Now you go to ABCU, they ain't going to be like this. And they're going to be skinny and fit and healthy. Y'all don't want us to do what an ex has to do. You can't be a
0: person and be a teacher.
1: No. Oh my! Oh no! Oh, get a cup of wine if you want to. You to be on the news. Oh no! Mm-mm. Oh my! She's not be a person her.
0: and an educator. Like they tell me, uh, watch, watch, be careful what you put on social media. What? <laughs> Let me tell you something. All my degrees and all my years. You don't have to tell me what to watch to put on social media. I'm not an idiot. I put on social media what I want to be to
1: say. I can't hear you, Ribby. I
0: want to twerk and put this little flat behind out here on the on the on social media where
1: <laughs> It's mine. Right, we can't
0: hear you, Ribby. You going out. Uh-oh. We can't hear you. We lost her. Right, we lost her. She's talking right. She's and she let sound like she's speaking some stuff. We can't hear you. Somebody on Zoom to shut you down. You were speaking too much truth. What? Right. So.
1: See, look, it's a the system. <laughs> <laughs> you hear,
0: they heard me. It's a system that shut you down. They're like, they're speaking too much stuff right now. <laughs> you hear me? It's a little
1: bit, down. bit
0: better.
1: It's a
0: little bit
1: better. Trump probably on here. <laughs> you know it. Oh, no. We need to put a Confederate flag across this and then paint it on their face. Y'all, it's silly. Furry oh,
0: no, cut it
1: off. No
0: talking, cut it off. <laughs> right, we speaking too much. <laughs> they like, no, nah, uh-uh. can't, we can't let them <laughs> like this. Up out of here. Right. <laughs> oh, boy, that's crazy. We heard you a little bit though, y'all. Um, But y'all, so, man, this has been an awesome conversation, y'all. It's the entertainment ending of all. I appreciate y'all, ladies, for
1: real, for real, on this.
0: Let's kind of uh, wrap it up a little bit, because I know we all want to respect each other's time and things like that. Um, I do want to say, is there anything, with you guys being in all different avenues of uh, education field, is there anything that you guys are willing to um, advise, suggestions, or anything with a parent that's dealing with um, the COVID and the pandemic in school right now? Can you provide anything for them at all? (laughs)
1: Ask for help when you need it, you know. Uh, and even as, as teachers, we need to go. I go to my parents' house two times a week. I don't be up in their face, but I drop drop off care packages with my funds or whatever, whatever resources I got. Because I don't even have children. I haven't I haven't physically had children, but I have three teenage children at my house. I Have a three bedroom house. It can it can I can eight. I got three grown kids. Uh, uh, two cats and a dog. And none of them came from me. My dad's dog, the girl's cat, her friend's cat. Because guess what? Somebody opened their door for me when I had nowhere to go. I slept on somebody's floor. I didn't been in the basement using the restroom down the drain. I'm not ashamed to say it because of the simple fact that trauma occurs. I've been molested. I didn't speak up. Uh, So I was depressed. So many things that happened to me. And then one day I realized if nobody, I mean, I wanted to die. I used to pray to die because my life was too hard. Mm-hmm. I felt like a hundred year old woman and I was a kid or a, a, in my twenties, my dentist was stolen. My sister hung herself, but guess what? I'm not telling y'all that because I, it's a crap for help. I'm telling y'all that because uh, I read a footprint poem from one of my grandmother's talks, And it said, well, you see two steps footprints instead of four, I was carrying you. Mm. So, Jesus, God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit had to carry me through the stuff that I've been through. And and I'm not saying that it's easy because it's hard. I spent the night in the psych ward, but my job, no. I have anxiety paperwork right now. I'm traumatized as an adult and I have the mental capacity to keep going. But these kids are babies. Their mind is not where my mind is at. They haven't built synapses. They haven't had experiences. So protect our babies. Even if they come to your house and steal a couple of dollars, just tell them, you know what, if you steal from me, I'm going to call police, but I still love you. Because if the kids don't learn how to love, but they don't receive any love, they're never going to learn how to love. And if you steal from me, I might have my cousin come over and go off, or I might go off and y'all going keep you safe. You hear me? But if you go out and and steal, you might die. Right. You might right. die. Right. From picking up a bag of Skittles. Mm. Mm. So, So foster your community, open up your doors. I had a kids from across the street, I have an art studio, I showed you. I let them paint and play and eat candy and make pizza and teach them recipes. I teach my niece, I teach my cousins. I take them to to college fairs. Mm. I expose them to things outside of the norm. I let them know that it's okay to be black and be beautiful. It's okay to wear an afro, it's okay to ask for help. And then I want to let the white people know that feel that particular type of way like the freedom fighters. It's okay to open your mouth. They're going to call you a nigga lover. I have friends in my Facebook when I say something, they agree with me and they send them to my inbox. You should say this. You should say this. I ain't about to say shit. You say it. What's wrong with your damn mouth? You the one white. You the one. I they I want to hear from you. You they want to hear from me anyway. You're a spokesperson, and I'm over here struggling, can't afford to pay attention. Got 14 cents on my account, and got a $1,000 uh rent payment on somebody else's house. Mm-hmm. They won't even fix the tub. Now, you take your white tail on her and write, I agree with you, Shermel. We as a community should stand up for what's right and what's fair. There should be inclusion and cultural diversity and acceptance of ebonics as a language, because it's the way that we communicate in Particular settings. And if you need to use proper English, just know that there's a time and place for everything. But even if I give a speech in front of 50 people, I'm gonna do one of these. Okay. One of the, or I'm gonna say, I know damn well I should be working for $41,000. That's 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 one of the things that cracks me up. You you don't
0: pay me enough to change. You don't pay me enough to to, to not say y'all. You get and be this, exposed
1: y'all. To COVID while i local is this y'all. y'all. <laughs> I'm, get ready,
0: um, I'm getting ready to get off because I have another meeting to go to, but I would <laughs> the advice that I would give to parents is that um give yourself um give yourself a break. Like give yourself a break. Give yourself a pass and whatever places that you feel overwhelmed. Think about a teacher that you only have to deal with your house of children, whoever you, you know, your one child or five. Whatever place that you need support and you need a pass on. Think about that from the perspective of the educator, because now they have everybody's kids and they have to consider all their children and all their students and all the siblings. And also, um, whatever level of support you can provide if it's coming to parent teacher conferences or writing a letter or sending an email do it it all those things add up it's it 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 has a it it packs a bigger punch whenever we have five emails from five parents than having one email from one parent if it's something that you don't like or something that you do like or something that you want to see change be vocal about it tell somebody if you don't have the means to you know be engage in whatever level that is acceptable by going to a meeting or voting or whatever whatever your thing is that you can do to support do what you can do in your capacity whatever you have the bandwidth to do because it's important and it can lead to change that's the best advice that i have for parents give yourself a break and do what you can to support whatever cause or whatever thing that you need um, that you support or you would like to see change do whatever you can. Um, I'm getting ready to get off here because I have another meeting to go to. It was amazing talking to you all. It was a pleasure. Thank you, thank you for the invite. This is an amazing platform. Real I wish quick, you the ribbon. best and more success. No, thank you. Oh, before you go, give them your information if you want to where they can reach you. Because I know you said you were doing some running. So if somebody I mean, wants to get in touch to help support you, how can they do that? Um, you can go on my Facebook. Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm on Facebook under Ribbon Williams. I also, my email address is ribbonjwilliams at gmail.com. You can email me um, if you want me to get on anything or help support with anything or you need me to be vocal on anything, reach out. I'm always available. Um I'm a teacher at Patrick Henry if you need to reach out to me. Um, on that medium. I work for St. Louis Public Schools. So, you know, all my information is public. <laughs> you know, I'm available if you need me. It was a well, pleasure. Thank- nice thank meeting you everybody. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. i do- looking you thank up. All well. righty. Bye, ladies. Bye bye. You be bye. safe. Thank you. Okay. And Miss Alice, you want to close us out, honey? Um sure. So I am not a classroom teacher. So I hope I'm not speaking out of turn. But I will say uh, one thing that we all know is to um, talk to your folks, talk to your teachers and ask for support. Do it in whatever way that you can communicate with your folks, email, text, whatever, hopping in the screen and saying what you need to say, communicate with them and let them know what's going on with you and your family. And, uh, for whatever support you need you never know like uh was saying you taking resources to people's houses you never know who's willing to support you in that way um and um i have an after school program we're virtual uh but we do have certified teachers who are tutoring students and we we do different things to help uh the kid it breaks up the monotony that they're not just you know drilling all day and i can't speak to what they're actually doing all day but i know that um it ain't all fun and games so we do have some fun and games but it's also educational so find find a program or find some youtube videos or something that can help be educational but take your mind off of the daily stress of of what it is you're doing and and get some interaction even though it's not um face-to-face you can get interaction with some different folks who understand your struggle because we all doing the same thing yes i definitely want to hit on too i think what is really important um as a parent because i'm not like i said i i could never be a teacher. That's not my specialty, um, but I do love to rally around programs. Um, like I know they have the parent-teacher program, they have uh, the after-school programs, the Boys and Girls Club. But we need more of those type of things in our communities. Um, we definitely need to um, rally around that um, because, like I said, some parents just ain't capable. And so, how do we get that to them, giving them that resource? So, if, if anybody out there listening to me, like, look at her. Start up, y'all, some straight programs that benefit children and the young. Um, grassroots organizations. How about that? We need some of them. We need a lot of them. Come, I would love to open up a home. Or if you have a grassroots organization that is specifically around education and children, please holler at the Hood Talks podcast because we would love to highlight you. I am definitely looking for those type of, of organizations to highlight because we need them and we need to let them know that people know that they're out there. So I'm definitely open to having those uh, interviews and talking to those people you have those type of organizations. But um, how, ladies, can uh, anybody uh, reach you if you want to let them reach you? Um, I know Alice again my background my children um if i know that you have uh you're running for a uh, council of jennings correct am i right did i say oh, right? i am i'm for city council ward one in jennings uh college. um i changed my screen name to uh alice ladybug wilson that is my facebook name um i'm on instagram as ladybug i, I haven't been doing it much on instagram but i also i was i just started a facebook page for uh the campaign and i'm trying to figure out what it is because i don't know yet <laughs> but the, we're still at the very beginnings of, of the campaign but you can definitely find me uh alice ladybug wilson on facebook and alice. alice is another graduate i'm sorry charmel alice is a graduate of the 2020 nlf program that i just graduated from and she's actually my accountability partner so you know i got nothing but support and love for her So y'all and jenny all my jenny folks better come out and show out for my girl okay now I would not have been on here if not for you. Because me in front of the camera, most of the time on NLF, I had my picture up. Okay. So (laughs) this was only for you. Okay. I'm trying (laughs) to get out of my comfort zone. Okay. You did, you did awesome, honey. Y'all did. This was, I love, I love all my shows because I love all this conversation. But y'all ladies was dope. I swear to God. And thank you, Charmelle, for inboxing me and being like, hey, I want to be on the show. This is a little talking. I want to (laughs) talk. Yes. Yes, yes, she did that. So this is because of Charmelle Bell that this is happening. So go
1: ahead, Bell, tell them how we can get in contact with with you. Um, Actually, can I ask Alice a question first? Can you tell me how to change my uh name on here? Because I actually only use Teams. We know. Oh. There it is. I figured it out. I pushed the three dots.
0: Me and Teams are not friends. I can't figure it out. But um, uh, if you mouse uh, over your picture up at the top right, it says mute, and you got three dots click on the three dots, and then it'll say rename.
1: There you go. Okay, so there I am. Uh, it's similar to Zoom, but I didn't know I had to click the picture. I just did that one when, <laughs> when you said. So my name is Shermel Bell, and I can be found at Yahoo and Gmail. Um, I also have a St. Louis Kirby Girl slide email, but that was a uh, an initiative uh, for sisterhood in St. Louis, uh, but it's a national initiative. That I saw ran across one night and it promoted education, fitness, sisterhood, camaraderie uh, for all women, because that's another thing we probably need to touch. The fact that women, regardless to our race, creed, culture, we're paid less than men across the board, you know, and then we hold the bulk of the weight. And then when you add the black to the woman, it almost makes you the bottom of the barrel. And it's sad because we hold all the weight. And then when we stand up for ourselves, We're toxic, we're we're bitter, we're uh, damaged. I'm not damaged, I'm full of God. But I have to learn. if God, God, God told Noah to build an ark and drown everybody. Do you think I'm gonna let you kill me? God taught people to salt and sent them to hell too. Jesus died for my sins, but look, I sometimes gotta see you to hell if you gonna drown me. It ain't nothing personal. But I'm not, people like it's 2021, I would be positive. I ain't talking about nothing, bad. I'm leaving the past. You can't leave the past unless you go to counseling. Mm -hmm. Teach somebody else, heal yourself while you heal your community. And maybe if you teach somebody that I've been there, I've seen that, I'm not ashamed of that, I've been molested. You don't have to hide who you are. There's so much stigma. I've had somebody tell me my uncle slept with me, but nobody said something. I've had a white girl say my daddy slept with me. It's not happening just in the African-American community. And it's taboo to even say something. You, I'm the black sheep for standing up. I'm outrageous, I'm loud. I'm ghetto. Why do I have to be uh, labeled in negative ways? Or oh, I'm selfish for taking care of myself. I shouldn't feel ashamed to, uh, to say no. Yeah. Like I, I heard of something about the power of no. No, I cannot, I'm sorry because I need to use my resources to keep me afloat. And that's one thing that I have to really thank and send a shout out to my principal, Marvin Eccles, for for teaching me, Belle, your cup is running low. You cannot empty your cup for somebody else because guess what? When your cup runs empty, you're gonna have to fill it back up. The same people that you've been giving everything to, they may be preoccupied with something else. So take care of you. Use your uh, self-care capability. If you gotta take a break, if you gotta take a day off, you know, sometimes you gotta let people go because guess what? If, say for instance, I die, then somebody gonna do what they had to do. They are not gonna stop living because I'm dead. Mm. And that's, that's the truth. And that's something that's really a big one that makes my back get tight because I feel guilty about doing my homework instead of having my mom or my daddy or my cousin or my brother, or my brother in the feds. Mm. My niece needs help. I'm an educator. I don't feel good giving my students aids and watching my niece with a CMD. And I hate to tell you, but her teacher is not African-American. And I and I had an African-American principal tell me that's one of my best teachers. I said, I beg to different. Hmm. I beg to different because when my niece said, I don't understand, can I listen to the video again? She said, no, you can't just take the quiz. And then when I reteach my niece the, with proper strategies, then you want to say, don't help the students. Well, what do you want me to do? You want me to let her fail? Mm. Then when I ask her mom to fill the, the consent form out, her mom thinks think it's going to through her food stamp, so she gonna tell me no. My brother's in the face. The person's time I have him call me from where? The penitentiary uh, phone? Y'all can't. Y'all the system. I'm just asking. I was like, that's what, what what we've been saying from the beginning.
0: It's a system, and it's a lot of parts to this system. You know what I mean? A lot of parts to this system yeah. that is failing us all. Point blank period. It's failing us that's it. it is. It definitely is. The mother, the child, the community. It's failing. The
1: fathers are African American men Yes. in jail for selling drugs. And then mm-hmm. all these people that's following the drugs in, they got money for lawyers. Yeah, it's a sense. Of you life. could be a street farmers and you could be a real farm. It's
0: levels to this. Man. Man. But it's like an onion. We're gonna keep peeling on the hood talking, we're gonna keep peeling them back. Talking. Peeling them back. You hear me? So you ladies, I appreciate you guys again for being on this show. We're going to go ahead and close out. I do want to say uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, be on the lookout for the next episode that's going to be live on January 23rd. Um, it's going to be oh, the fight for equity and the man's role in it. Again, that show will be live. And check us out on Facebook, The Hood Talks. We uh, live shows. We I have show... Um, all the content and what's going to be coming up for the next several, uh, two months. I do have uh, lined up six shows, so thank you guys. I appreciate your support, man. I launched in December and we is on a roll. I do appreciate you guys. I really try to be inclusive and, um, and be involved as much as I possibly can. Um, and I also do want to say um, shout out to the Hood Talks because we just got word that we got our first uh, grant. So let me tell you, we got some things that's going on that I can't wait to start doing and launching with this man. I'm grateful. I am grateful. So man, be look on the lookout, y'all. I I I do appreciate that. No, thank you guys. Thank you for coming up here and letting this, man. This is y'all. I want people to feel comfortable in speaking how they speak, how they are, what they believe in, no matter what. There is no judgment here. Do you hear me? Authentic. Be your authentic self. Yes, be your authentic self. That's point blank period. That's what we're supposed to do. Everyone is different in our skin in our we're in. We have to support each other no matter what. And we might not always agree on the same things, but hey, what we can't agree on, let's move forward with that. And right now what we all agree on is that there's a system against us and we need to fight against that system. Point blank period. So whatever your avenue is, Let's, let's, let's get out here and let's make this known that it's not fair. And we need some changes. We need some changes. All right, y'all. So I'm going to get on out of here. And thank you, ladies. Y'all all be safe. And we'll see you next time.